Hi everyone, I hope you all are doing well during this time. One thing that God has really taught me during this time is just how much of a provider He is. As I was really struggling to find a good job, and He He provided a good job for me at Success Vision. And so now that I have a job, He's now teaching me how to be gracious and kind with myself as I learn all of the new things that there are to know about eyes and glasses and all that fun stuff. So it's been a really awesome adventure with God during this time. And I hope that you guys are all also having your own awesome adventures with God during this time. And I hope to see you guys soon. Hey guys, it's uh, Luke and Jonathan here from the Tackle Box. We just wanted to just say how much uh, we miss you all. We're just so grateful to still be in our community. We're just hoping to see everyone shortly. Yeah, it's just been great uh, being uh, faithful through this time online with church and just getting to see you guys and be in community during this time. But I can't wait to see you guys uh, back in church again soon. And just I'm glad to be here worshiping with you guys this Sunday. See ya. Bye. Good morning, everybody. Hello, how's it going? Good to be back together with our friends and the Bluemont family. Another yeah, good week. Yeah. I'm Jonathan Hupp, if I haven't met you. And, here and with, I'm Jenny McDonald. Yes. And we are having our, our Sunday morning online experience. And it's going to be great this morning. Jenny's going to be talking a lot about something to be excited about. So we will, we will get into that. But... Even before that, I just I just really encouraged over this past week by how much God is doing in people's lives. And I know in, in our, at our small group this week, I was really just in awe of how much people knew what God was doing and they were leaning into that and experiencing change and seeing that in all sorts of ways. Yeah, definitely. In our groups, I feel like people are just more intimate with God, but also with each other, even mm -hmm. though, you know, this whole social distancing thing is happening. Right. I feel so much closer now to the people in my group than I did before, which is really awesome. Yeah. So I know obviously this time has been some highs and lows mm -hmm. and real emotions, and but through it all, God is showing himself faithful. Yeah. Really showing up in our lives. So we are uh, today, I, I know before we go on, I want to give a little update about our Sunday plans moving forward. We, the, the governor, Governor Kelly, came out with some new guidelines on Thursday night. And we are um, hopeful that to start to see things begin to open up in Kansas. And the, the one guideline is, the, is that it's, it's more okay. Some businesses will be opening tomorrow and groups of 10 or less, or again, you know, there's some space for that. And so we're, we're um, really wanting to encourage people to take advantage of that in, yeah. a, in a safe way and as you feel comfortable, um, but to be just spending time together as you're able to and want to, and of course being considerate. And in some of our local small groups, we have the option to be, to be meeting in person again. So that's exciting. We'll be looking at that. Yeah, definitely having a few people over in my house this week. I'm really yeah. excited about it. Yeah. We, as far as Sunday mornings go, we are really looking at that right now. So the, the general guidelines is, is not to have bigger groups, um, but churches do have an exemption for that. So we've been leaning towards waiting until just the, the general community was feeling in a safer place with that. But there is a, there's an outside chance that we might be coming together closer than, 
in that. So we're going to be talking this next week to the Blue Mont Hotel, more details about what it would look like, what we could do, when it, when it will be feasible. And if any of you have any input on that, we, we would love to hear, hear your thoughts on that as well. But for now, we're continuing to meet on Sundays online. Yeah. So today, uh, oh, one more thing that in the meantime, this Thursday, we're going to do something new. We're going to do an online Zoom cooking experience. And so our friend Aja Banner is going to lead us in this tasty uh, berry dessert concoction. And so we've got the list of ingredients online on our website. And you can, you can get those ahead of time. But Thursday night at 8, we'll be doing a live Zoom cooking interactive thing. And it could be cool to even to like make some for yourself and then make, a, that, make some to give to a neighbor or a friend too. So this could be a good way to make a connection with somebody else. Yeah. So today we are going to be looking at, we're wrapping up our I Want to Know theme. And Jenny is really going to be bringing us a lot of thoughts and looking into the Bible about, about passion and something to be excited about. And we're also going to call our good friend Wayne Simeon, who's going to talk more about that and his experiences, and he's just got a great life story and some real good insights. And then after that, we're going to take part in communion together. So if you got the memo on that, hopefully you're ready with some bread or crackers and juice or wine and, or something else, you're ready to take part in that. If not, maybe you can run to your fridge real quick and find something. And um, some of our, our friends are actually leading us in a time of communion from their home. And then we'll be ending our time with worshiping together with a couple songs. So... Good morning. There's a lot of good stuff <laughs> in front of us. Uh, something to get excited about. We, the first part of this year, back when we could still get out and be with people, we were going out and doing this survey called Manhattan Wants to Know and asking people what they were excited about, what they wanted to know and what their biggest needs were and what they thought the biggest needs in the world were. And one of the most striking things about our interaction with people was that there were a couple topics that came to the top of the surface, and that's what we talked about the last two weeks, about finances and really loneliness and a need for relationships. But it was also striking how many people really didn't feel passionate about anything. And even when they were asked, hey, what are the biggest needs in Manhattan or the world? They really struggled to come up with something. There was just this kind of lack of something to be excited about. Mm -hmm. And you know, in a lot of ways, that's that's sort of changed and that people now are, they can identify what the biggest needs in the world are much more readily. Um, but still the issue of, of passion and something to really give your life to is, is so very relevant. And so Jenny McDonald, for those of us who know her, is one of the most passionate people we know. And really just, um, we, it, we quickly thought Jenny's somebody we want to, we want to have lead us in our discussion about this. So let me just toss it to you, Jenny. And Thanks. Take us onward. Yeah, I think people would say I'm passionate because I'm Latina. You know, that runs helps, in our blood. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I've learned a lot. Like, I think God has really shown me what it looks like to be passionate. And so I'm just going to share a little bit about that with you guys today. Um, so I think first off, I want to ask you, Jonathan, have you ever scrolled through your um, social media feed and then saw news about the latest catastrophe or like people dying? And then you kind of like looked at it, but then moved on with your life and like kept scrolling. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. It can be just like, doesn't really register. Yeah. Yeah. That definitely happens to me. And I think a big part of that is because we've kind of become numb to, um, the world around us. We are always bombarded with bad news and bad mm -hmm. things happening. And I think, I know for myself, I've kind of come to the place where like, well, that's like out of my hands. Like I can't really do anything about right. that. And, and it's become the norm to just see things like that mm -hmm. in our feed. 
Um, but God didn't create that to be the norm. He didn't create sickness, death, injustices. That's not the normal life that he wants for us and that he created for us. Um, he actually, when we get to see like a glimpse of the kingdom of God and what God's all about, we see that there is no room for death, for sickness, for injustices. God did not create life to be like that. And the cool thing is that he's invited, uh, inviting us to be excited and passionate yeah. about bringing his norm right. into this life that we see now, you know? Um, yeah. and so, and I, you know, as we're going on and those of us who have been walking with Jesus, for for a little while, we've we've definitely have had places where our hearts have warmed up to things in the world yeah. and passion has increased. And I actually want to give a chance for you, as those of you who are watching live right now, to even type in a question real quick, or not a question, but a comment about something you are passionate about. Like what is something that is that I mean you hear it or you think about it, it drives you. And for me, I, I'm starting to get passionate about disc golf a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> not too much, but it's been a new, new, new hobby. But love to hear anything, whether it's fun or something more serious. What are you passionate about? Go ahead and type those in. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, like I was saying, you know, we've kind of become numb to these things and we right. see these situations as hopeless. But the good news is that even these hopeless situations, the things we waved off as hopeless, they do have hope in Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And that right there is what we're excited about. It's worth being excited about. Right. Absolutely. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So first off, I think let's look at what passion really is. What does it mean to be passionate? And I think the perfect person to show us what passion is, is Jesus. Although know? sometimes that's not people's impression of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But that's not a real understanding of what he's like. Yeah. Yeah. I think sometimes people see him as like this kind guy that was just really nice, you know, but uh -huh. we're about to read a story where we get to see another side of Jesus. And this is like one of my favorite like yeah. moments in the Bible because, you know, we get to see him just coming out. Let me loose. Can you get in yeah. touch with his Latina side? Yes, Latino there you go. Yeah. Jesus. There you go. <laughs> um, all right. So we're going to look at John 2, 13 through 17. All right. Um, and Jonathan, would you actually like to read that for us? I would love to. Okay. So it was nearly time for the Jewish Passover celebration. So Jesus went to Jerusalem. In the temple area, he saw merchants selling cattle, sheep, and doves for sacrifices. He also saw dealers at tables exchanging foreign money. Uh-oh, I don't think he's going to be happy about this. <laughs> Jesus made a whip. Man, not the picture of Jesus we think about a lot right here, huh? Jesus made a whip from some ropes and chased them all out of the temple. He drove out the sheep and cattle, scattered the money changers' coins over the floor, and turned over their tables. Then, going over to the people who sold doves, he told them, Get these stinking things out of here. Stop turning my father's house into a marketplace. Then his disciples remembered this prophecy from the scriptures. Passion for God's house will consume me. That's a powerful picture, right? Yeah, he's intense. Yeah, he is intense. I bet his disciples were like, what is going on? I'm pretty <laughs> yeah, sure we're just going to church. Scared. Like, yeah. what's happening here? Yeah, like, what's happening? Like, Jesus, hold on. Yeah. Down. <laughs> um, but it was really cool that they were reminded of that scripture, passion for God's house will consume me. Yeah. And I think that's exactly what passion is all about. Um, mm. I like thinking of passion as just caring about the things that God cares about. Right. Like right, yeah. just loving people and the kingdom of God, loving that and like mm. just being passionate about those things. 
Um, so another scripture that, you know, is very popular. John three sixteen says, um, for this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. Mm. And that's very, that's very passionate right there. Right. right yeah. And it's again, it's such a familiar verse. Yes. Can, like not, it cannot go deep or really catch uh, our emotions. Yeah. But the thing that drives it, that like God cares about the yes. world so much. Exactly. That that's what motivated him. Yeah. 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 And, and I love that it says the world, um, hmm. you know, God cares about people, but he created the world, the earth like yeah. and everything in it and there's like other verses that say the earth is the lord's and everything in it mm-hmm. and like god wants to have a say in everything that's in the world not just people but like nature economics we talked about financial peace mm-hmm. last week um you know whatever you can name in the world like god cares about that and he wants to have a say in that mm-hmm. and so maybe when like we are drawn towards certain needs or certain aspects of the world we're catching a, a yes, bit of God's heart. Exactly. Something he's excited about. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I think it's really cool that God created everything in the world to be good. And I don't think we can see things right now and say everything is good. Like, yeah, obviously, sure. yeah, yeah, things are broken. There's sickness, obviously, you know, with this pandemic. Um, My swing set that I was fixing yesterday was not good. <laughs> Even after I fixed it, I'm not sure how good it was. <laughs> Maybe you need a new swing <laughs> Maybe set. Maybe so. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, you know, God is calling us to partner with him in making these things good again, just anything that we see on this earth that is not good, that is not aligned with the kingdom. He's inviting us to come and like change things and make them good along with him. Um, and it's important to know that God cares about big things, but also the smallest of things. Mm. And right now, obviously we're in this worldwide pandemic that's affecting, I'm pretty sure every single person in the world. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Um, but you know, God cares about that and he's Mm -hmm. doing something in this worldwide pandemic, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, he cares about a single person's headache, you know, like Mm -hmm. something that we see is small and not a big deal. Mm -hmm. God cares about that. And he wants to bring healing to something small as well as something big. Right. So, you know, he's calling us to do the same, to care about the big things as much as we care about the small things and to just have a heart for people and for everything that is on this earth and, and to bring his kingdom. I like that because it can be, you know, that there's social media or you're, we're in touch with the whole world in a sense today. Yeah. And there are a lot of big things, but what may be more important for us to care about is our friend's headache mm-hmm. or the person we're sitting across the table from, or that we're, we're texting that has an actual need in their life. that's bigger for them. Yeah. And something else and for us to be in touch in those small things too really yeah. is important. Yeah, definitely. That's good. Yeah. So the second point that I have is passion requires feeling something. Mm-hmm. And you know, I I said that we've kind of become numb and and I think people are kind of where we're scared of feeling. Mm-hmm. But we see right Especially here some of us dudes. Yeah, you guys. Who are Hispanic who are more <laughs> Caucasian, even more Hispanic white, dudes, <laughs> even Hispanic dudes. Um, but yeah, we get to see here, like Jesus saw that what was going on in the temple was not okay. And he was not afraid to feel the anger, right? Uh-huh. Like he was, it was righteous anger. Yeah, and you know, sure. he, he, he was feeling something. And so he, he obviously did something about it. 
he was angry, but I think he was also really heartbroken Mm -hmm. because the temple was a place where people could come and encounter God and worship him. And, um, it was like a holy place, but the people there had turned it essentially into like a shopping mall Mm -hmm. and we're trying to make money. And you know, Jesus was not having it. Like he was flipping tables, throwing (laughs) people's money. And he even made a whip. Like, you know, that is like a picture of righteous anger right there. And you know, I think, yeah, like I said before, we, we kind of like, don't like to feel. And I think that's because feeling is scary because we can feel pain you know, and, and mm-hmm. feeling hurt and feeling sad is like not fun. It's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't, wouldn't you say? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. But, but feeling is good. I think when, when we allow ourselves to feel, especially like what God is, is showing us, we get to, we get, we get to see like beautiful things come out of that. And we get to mm-hmm. see just God's heart for people. And, and that's a very powerful thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard, Andy Crouch say recently that even, because a lot of times we think about feeling, we want to feel the good feelings, but you see that picture of Jesus where he was in, he was really feeling the negative situation mm-hmm. and it was upsetting because he saw something, he knew what, how things should be. He, he had a picture of what God's house was supposed to be about, yeah. that it was a place of prayer for all the nations mm-hmm. and for God's peace and justice to come to people's lives. But he getting like in the moment of where things were, he had to go there to help push things towards where they needed to be. Yeah. And I heard Andy Crouch say that, that lament, which is like really getting in touch with the negative things going on in our lives and what mm-hmm. we're sad about and what's broken in the world, that's important to go there. And in that place, lament leads to creativity that we find like we begin to, to say, oh man, it needs to go here. Like I, and we really, it calls it, we, when we get in touch with the problem, and really enter it emotionally, that helps propel us towards the creativity God wants yeah. to bring for something better. Yeah, that's so good. That's so good. Um, and like creativity kind of like stirs passion, like wants us to do something about it, right? Mm-hmm. Like we can't just, without lamenting, I feel like we can't do anything about it. It's easy to just move on yeah. with life. So to really get excited about something, it's not just uh-huh. a shallow like, hey, fake it, be yeah. happy, but it's like really feeling deeply yes. and caring about what God cares about. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so, yeah, we were just talking about how, you know, Jesus's blood was probably boiling. Mm -hmm. And I think that's like how, what, how God's calling us to live, you know, to feel very passionately about things. Like when we see that things aren't in line with the kingdom of God, when things are broken, when things are not okay, our Mm -hmm. blood should boil. Mm -hmm. We should be angry about injustices, about, um, the things going on in the world and and our hearts should be breaking. Like we really should be feeling those things. Mm -hmm. Um, so there was a time when, when I kind of found myself numbing myself, you know, if you will. And so I'm gonna tell you a story real quick. So in 2017, do you remember when all these hurricanes hit the islands and Florida Mm -hmm. and it was just really horrible situation. So I remember I had been hearing about these things for a few days. Mm -hmm. And then finally I like was looking on social media and I clicked on a link and like read all the facts and like statistics. And I was like, man, that's really sad. But then I just kept going. And I remember like catching myself and just not being okay with that being like, wait, why was I just moving on with life when I just read that thousands of people were being, were losing their lives and also like being affected by this hurricane. And so I stopped and I prayed and I was like, God, like, 
how do you feel about this? What's going on? Are you, do you care about all these people dying? And I just asked God to show me how he was feeling. And it's crazy because I went from like, okay, got to get ready for my day to like Mm. breaking down crying and Mm. like mourning the deaths of these people. And, um, just really God giving me his heart for this situation. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, we get, we hear about natural disasters all the time and, and we, like I said earlier, we kind of like, man, that's horrible, but we kind of move on with our lives. Mm -hmm. But yeah, in that moment, God really broke my heart for these people. And I I couldn't go to Puerto Rico or the islands to like help, but God just prompted me to be praying and interceding for them. Mm -hmm. And so that was just a, kind of like an awakening moment for me. Like, Oh, I need to be asking God for his heart for these situations. How does he feel about that? And God is so faithful to share his heart with us and to show us how he feels and even to give us prompts on what to do next. Like maybe Mm -hmm. we can't travel all the way to their side of the world, but we can bring awareness. We can start interceding. We can do something, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. When I was just even remembering, I get my I get the hurricanes confused like which was when but around that time we then uh, did have students go down to Houston yeah after the hurricane and bring mm-hmm. relief and help rebuild houses that from, from from more impoverished areas that have been damaged so there are things that seem like oh that's irrelevant but God may have something we can do practically or at least pray mm-hmm. into that situation and see, yeah. things, see God bring his goodness there. Yeah. And prayer is so powerful. I think sometimes we're like, okay, well, prayer is a last resort, but prayer mm-hmm. is so powerful. Um, you know, it changes things. It really mm-hmm. does. Yeah. So yeah, don't let yourself become numb and ask God for his heart and he will give it to you. Like he will share with you what he's feeling and what to do about it. So Yeah. The third point that I have is passion requires action and work. Hmm. And I think this is really important. Um, You can't really be passionate about something and not take action. Because like Jonathan said earlier, that's kind of superficial, you know, passion. Like, yeah, I'm excited, but I'm just going to keep living my life. No, God wants us to do something about those passions. Mm -hmm. And as a matter of fact, the Bible says, um, faith without works is dead. And I'll show you my faith by my works. And that's what passion is all about. Like, I'm going to do something about this passion. And Mm -hmm. passion without faith or without works, it's dead. Like, Mm -hmm. what's the point of being passionate if we're not going to do anything about it? And sometimes, I'm sure you've experienced this, we're not feeling the passion, Mm -hmm. but choosing to act according to what God cares about results in us caring more and that that passion coming. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, So... I know like as you're thinking about your passion, you're probably right now thinking, okay, like what can I do? What is the work that I can do? What, what action Mm -hmm. can I take? And it might sound, it might be daunting, but what, what's reassuring is that God has given us everything we need to, to do something. You know, Mm -hmm. if we're feeling passion and if it's for the kingdom of God, God's going to give us what we need, whether it be finances, whether it be time, whether it be a team, Mm -hmm. whatever that looks like, God has already provided for it and he'll provide for that throughout throughout the whole process of it, which I think is like exciting and it's comforting and it's even empowering mm-hmm. to know, okay, God is giving me what I need. And he's also partnering with us. Like it's not, he's not just saying, Hey Jenny, go do your thing. I'll be watching over here. But he's like yeah. in the battlefield with us right. during that. And again, that's empowering. It's like, God's with me. Who can stop me? Like right. we're going to change huge. something. Yeah. yeah. So that's really exciting. Um, and another thing I think that 
is like a misconception about a passion is your passion doesn't have to be something that you're already good at. Right. It's true. Yeah. You can, it, I think actually I read um, a quote, I don't remember where, but it said passion should be the driving force that leads you to work at something mm. and to get better at it and to like mm -hmm. accumulate skills and whatever that looks like. Because when we're passionate about something, we want to see it happen. Mm -hmm. Like it's going to be driving us mm -hmm. to that. Um, and again, on top of that, I want to add that your career and your job don't have to be your passion, but they can be, they can be like a vehicle to do the things that you want to do. Mm -hmm. I have a friend who's going to social work because she's passionate about families and kids and like that being right. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, her work is going to be, um, her passion and how she's helping bring the kingdom, yeah. but maybe, I don't know. You know, you, maybe your work, you, you're not like, I'm not passionate about my work and, it, and that's okay. It doesn't have to be your passion. You can be passionate outside of your work or you can find different ways to be passionate in your workplace. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think what I hear you saying is you should give your whole, your heart to your job, yes. whatever that is. Uh -huh. Jesus is, Paul's clear about that in the new Testament. Mm -hmm. We do it for the Lord, whatever we're doing. But sometimes we think that that has to be like the, the pinnacle of our life is yeah. our job. And it may be part of, it's part of our life, but there are whole other areas of life to mm -hmm. be giving ourselves to beyond that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So finally, my fourth point is passion is sacrificial. Oh yeah. yeah. Did you have to go there? I am going there. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Passion is sacrificial. And I think when, when we look at being sacrificial, it makes things not be about me. It's not oh. about us. It's about the greater picture. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, looking back at John three sixteen, mm -hmm. like God loved the world enough to give his son, like he sacrificed his only son so that mm -hmm. we could see the kingdom come and unfold in our midst right here and right now. And I even think of Jesus, he, mm -hmm. he died on the cross for our sins mm -hmm. and that's a big deal. But I also think of like every day of his life, he dedicated to diving into scripture and to learning like what, what, like how to live his calling out mm -hmm. in life, you know, and like right. every moment was dedicated to that, yeah. his whole like 30 something years that he mm -hmm. was on earth. So he sacrificed his life um, so that we could encounter God and, and be able to experience the kingdom. Mm. And the cool thing is, and the like real thing, you know, is that we're also called to lay our lives down for our passions and to see the kingdom come. Um, it may be not be, it may not be in a literal sense, but it may be like sacrificing our time, our finances, our leisure activities, mm -hmm. um, like whatever it takes, we should be ready to lay that down to see God's kingdom come and to see that new norm be transformed into how God created mm -hmm. life to be. So, yeah. And I, I, when I'm think, thinking my own life, I think that's true for most of us. I know I tend to get so it's easy for my own life to become front and center and the thing mm -hmm. I'm thinking about and my needs and my wants and it's helpful or, but that just is, becomes like not something to be passionate about mm -hmm. or it's not very inspiring, but as I live for something bigger, that's calls me to give myself for friends or mm -hmm. people in our community or my family or others that really involves sacrifice. Actually, I come alive mm -hmm. in that, yeah. like that is like, okay, that's what I was made to live for. And I think in this whole COVID-19 experience, there are a lot of people that are experiencing that uh -huh. like, wow, I'm sacrificing, but actually this is how I was meant to live. Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. And I think sacrifice too, just from my personal experience, it is hard to be sacrificial. And especially when we're like thinking about me, 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 Mm -hmm. but I think that draws near to, it draws us nearer to God and to depend more on him because Mm -hmm. we can't really be sacrificial and selfless out of our own ability. We really need God to like stir our faith and remind us why we're doing Mm -hmm. what we're doing and why we're passionate and like being, you know, reminded of the big picture, because if we don't have that and we're, if we're not connected with God, it so easily becomes about me. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're going to thank so much, Jenny, and we're going to come back to some um, practical ways to walk this out or questions for us. But before that, we're going to call our good friend Wayne Simeon here. And Wayne, as we were talking about this week and this topic with some of our team, somebody said, man, the most passionate person I know is Wayne Simeon. And so we thought, you know, let's, let's call him up if he's free. And for those of you who don't know Wayne, Wayne's a really good friend of ours. He's uh, part of our, our partner church in Lawrence, Morningstar Church, and works with our, the campus ministry we're connected with called to Greatness. And, but he is, he had a, he's known by a, a lot of people as a basketball player, and for good reason, because Wayne was an All-American basketball player at KU, and then was a first-round draft choice in the NBA, won an NBA championship with the Miami Heat. He was experiencing a lot of things that people would say, this is, this is the pinnacle of what you'd be excited mm-hmm. about, the things to live for. But during his time in college, Wayne really was encountered by Jesus, and his life was transformed, and his heart began to grow for others. And his sense of what his purpose in life was was beginning to grow. And as he, as he walked with God and grew in his faith over a few years, he began to, to sense, like, you know, I think that what I'm really... The best thing I could be giving my life to right now, even though I'm in the prime of my professional basketball life, is not basketball, but I want to give my life in a different way to, to reaching young people like myself and letting that be, be my occupation. And so he, he walked away from professional basketball and lots of money and accolades and all that entailed to say, I want to, I want to invest my life in something that I think is, is more what God's called me to. And so... Let's, uh, we're going to hear from Wayne. Got a couple questions for him. So here he is in a second. He's, he's coming. <laughs> hey, good morning, Wayne. Hey guys, good morning. Good to see ya. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Uh, we just had some big thunderstorms roll in. We got hail and wow. pelting rain. So hopefully the background noise uh, isn't too much. No way, that's amazing. <laughs> I heard something, but it's it's pretty good right now. I think that's wow. We has nothing like that here. Guess we missed it. So thanks for joining us. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Good to see ya. I actually, Wayne and I got to see each other in person three days ago, so that was refreshing to, to see, see somebody. It's my first time leaving Manhattan in over a month, so <laughs> it, was, it was great to get together. Uh, and Wayne, I saw, it's interesting, I didn't even know that when I saw you three days ago, but then uh, someone mentioned it while we were together that your mom just got interviewed and on the Morningstar Church uh, a podcast you guys did and telling her story about and it was actually relevant to, to some of these things about giving your life, sacrificing. So, um, and it's on our integratethefaith.com website. So I encourage people to check that out too. 
some great stories about racial injustice and giving of your life for others. Um, so it's kind of like the Simeon like live stream week here. You guys are all getting getting called. Yeah, yeah, I, I guess so. It's a tough act to, to follow my mom, <laughs> but you you are right. It does point to a lot of what we're talking about today, uh, especially the the key of passion requires action. Yes. And, uh, you know, my mom wanting to do her part uh, during uh, this crisis to, to, to find ways to serve and to help people. And she has an incredible skill of sewing. And so uh, she she got that activated. And I think she's probably well over 800 masks right now that wow. she's sewn uh, for different people. It started out just making one for my sister who works at a VA hospital. Okay. It started out making one for her. Uh, but I'm so glad that it didn't stop there. But something was like engaged in her heart that says, hey, I could use this to, to serve other people. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. Well, well, you got to check it out. It's, it's worth listening to. Um, so on to you, Wayne. Tell us, I, I shared a little bit of your story, but how did your, how did your heart first get grabbed in, so that you started to care about the things that God cares about? What's, what's yeah. that process been like? Yeah, well, um, you know, it's interesting. When I became a Christian in uh, 2003 on the campus and I started to, to read the Bible, uh, one of the things that it helped me do is to help give me a language for some of these different um, you know, uh, emotions and discontents that I had in my heart. And every now and then you come across like different characters and you're like, wow, yes, that's what I'm going through. That's what I'm experiencing. That's what I'm feeling. Uh, and so one of those characters for me, uh, that really helped, uh, harness the passion that I had in my heart, uh, was the character of Moses. Um, when I became a Christian, uh, the whole identity issue, identity crisis was something that God really did a transformative work in my life. Okay. Uh, meaning for the most part, I found my identity and value in my performance as an athlete and what, uh, my peers and media would, would, would say about me or where they would direct me. Uh, and then I engaged a campus minister, you know, through our, our network of churches and they showed me that I had a brand new identity in Christ. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, it's interesting in Exodus too. like Moses had a similar experience, right? He was growing up in the house of Egypt, house of Pharaoh, uh -huh. and he was exposed to like who he really was. And then when that happened, he began to see things through a different lens. Oh, yeah. uh, then there was that kind of pivotal moment in his life where he saw the Egyptian taskmaster beating one of the, um, the Hebrew slaves mm -hmm. and he, and, and just kind of unbeknownst to him, like he intervened. And uh, sadly, he, he killed the taskmaster, but he was out of a, like a place of passion and, yeah. uh, and, and a heart for justice. Right. And it hadn't quite been like harnessed or, right. or, or, or shaped quite then. Not quite. But later, God would do that in his life and allow it yes. to be something that would use him to be an instrumental part in, in God's story. And so mm -hmm. that was kind of a similar case for me with the passions that I had for you know, being a part of a team, mm -hmm. uh, accomplishing something greater than yourself, mm -hmm. uh, being coached, mm -hmm. uh, you know, having a, a work ethic and, and, and things of that nature. And once God got a hold of that uh, and showed me that I could utilize those things in his kingdom and I had a place there, uh, it really transformed my life in the way that, that I view things. Oh, that's cool. What were some of the things that you started caring about that you hadn't cared about before? Yeah, well, uh, I began to care about other people's transformation. Uh, you know, God had done such an incredible work in my life, transforming me from the inside out. 
that I didn't want that just to be the 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 sole case for my life, but I wanted to see that same thing happen in other people's lives. Mm-hmm. And so I would look for opportunities uh, to be able to do that. And it's interesting, you know, folks asking me, "Hey Wayne, why did you, you know, transition out of professional basketball when you were still able to play?" And you know, it wasn't because of lack of opportunity or or, or injury. But during the offseason, I would come back to Lawrence, and as I was training uh, at, at KU, I would begin to look for other students or young players to, to mentor, to disciple, to kind of coach in the faith like guys had did for me. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting, uh, as I began to do that, I became way more passionate about serving in that capacity mm-hmm. than I did in just playing basketball for money. And so that's when we made that transition. Uh, because God allowed, helped me to become more passionate about the things that he was passionate about yeah. uh, rather than, uh, okay, yeah, God, I have a dream idea. I have an interest. Why don't you come along and bless this? Right. It's like, no, God, what is it that you're passionate about? I want to throw my life into that. And uh, and I think that's the, the way that he hopes that we would live. Oh, man, I just kind of want to go out right now and find somebody to talk to you. <laughs> come on, man, go find somebody. Go get him. Somebody's out there. Yeah. Oh, man. How tell you kind of touched on this, but there were there. It's been said that the kingdom of God and his his purpose in the world is the only thing that's big enough for the whole world. But it's also every person specifically tailored, made by God for a certain aspect within God's purposes. So were there were there interests or passions in your life? I mean, obviously we think of basketball, but were there different things that you were passionate about or really had a heart for before you began? following Jesus, that then those were things that were found their true calling in the kingdom of God? Yeah, no, that's a that's a great question. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I appreciate about uh, Jesus's invitation uh, for us to participate in his kingdom is that he also has uh, a role for us to play or a way that he wants us to contribute. And so uh, when we consider uh, you know, Matthew four nineteen, where Jesus calls the disciples to follow him. I love that he used the language, I'll make you fishers of men. Uh, why? Because those guys were fishermen, right? They had a specific skill. They had a talent, maybe even something that they were passionate about. Mm-hmm. And Jesus's role for them in that kingdom was going to be able to utilize how he had wired them already. Right. And so I think that's something really important as we're considering uh, that invitation for all of our lives is that it doesn't mean that we're going to have to, you know, leave our skills and, you know, our talents and the things that we're passionate about at the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, but God actually wants to harness those to use them for a greater good. Um, you know, and I, I mentioned some of those things a little bit earlier, just as far as, you know, coaching and being a part of a team, uh, serving alongside other people. Um, you know, those were kind of some of the things in my life that uh that had been shaped and had been there because of my athletic experience. Uh But it was so energizing to me to see that those very same things could be utilized in the kingdom of God. And I think that's the case for everyone. Yeah. So cool. So cool. Even you mentioned to me the other day, competition was a thing like, you know, loving competition and then finding the ultimate competition that you're part of now too. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for reminding me of that because, uh, you know, sometimes we can think of competition only being relegated to, you know, trying to to win a game. But, Uh man, there's actually a a cosmic competition going on out there, you know, the the light versus darkness, you know, good versus evil. And it's like, wow, I get a chance to be a part of that. Uh You know, I get a chance to be uh, engaged in 
you know, this uh, th- this battle, you know, for, uh, you know, the, the hearts and the souls and the destinies of people, man, sign me up. That sounds bigger than any rivalry game or, or, or anything like that. And uh, it's yeah. been it's been energizing in, in an incredible way. Wow, so, so cool. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm not competitive, but when you put it that way, I want to be competitive. Like, let's go. <laughs> that's great. What about the, the one reason I sort of maybe am cautious about people talking about passion or excitement is it can seem so, so like flash in the pan, like, like the match that gets lit and then it, it flames out soon. And it's one thing to be, be excited for a moment but to live with a passion over the long haul is a whole nother deal. And so, speak, can you speak to that a little bit? Like, what are the things you found that help keep stoking that fire and like pushing through the challenges of life and the ups and downs of our feelings? What really leads to living this way consistently and over the long haul? Yeah, uh, that's a good question. And, and it's really something that's important to consider um, you know, when, you know, passion can be tailored, you know, so much to our emotions or maybe uh, a, a brief experience that we had. And it's really interesting as we, we survey uh, the whole of the Bible, we see these key themes like endurance, perseverance, right. long suffering. And these uh-huh. are types of characteristics that have to be connected uh, to the specific passions uh, that God has given us, uh, you use the term "flash in the pan." It's 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 interesting. You know, the longer or the older that I get, the the I'm less impressed with people who are you know you know charismatic or like overly gifted for a short period of time. Right. But it's people that have been faithfully serving and doing things for like you know a long time. Like longevity mm-hmm. is something you know, that I believe is so, so important. Mm-hmm. And uh, those are things that, that we need to, you know, to, to really have involved in our lives and, and connected with our passions. You know, one of the things that's helped sustain my passions over the years is is, is really having a heart of remembrance. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, I remember uh, when I first encountered the Lord and I remember when I felt the Lord uh, calling and challenging me to make disciples. And I remember when, yeah. uh, you know, he called me into to, to full time ministry. And, you know, there are days where, you know, maybe my attitude isn't right. Maybe I feel worn out. Mm-hmm. Maybe I feel ineffective. And it's uh, important for me to stir my faith up and to look back to those moments and say, wow, I remember that calling. Man, I remember uh, reading that verse. I remember having that person come along and encourage me and therefore uh, kind of fanning the flame uh, to see that passion uh, continue to be sustained. And, and another thing is, if, if your passion is only limited to uh, maybe benefiting you, then it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to fizzle out for sure. Mm-hmm. But if the passion that you have uh, has uh, the weight and the responsibility to affect other people, mm. like you're going to you're gonna have more endurance. Like, man, if yeah. I give up in this moment, right. there are far too many people counting on me that I'm going to let down and that aren't going to experience all that God has for them. And so uh, I think that's important to make sure that our pastors are connected with uh, the responsibility of serving and caring other people mm-hmm. because that's something that kind of keeps us going uh, even when we want to quit and give up on our own. Uh, I know I found that to be true. You yeah, definitely. Too, too, right? yeah. yeah. Good. Well, Wayne, thank you so much. That's you've given us a lot to to lean into, and it's very inspiring and helpful too for this long haul. So thanks for giving us your time, 
and, and insights into what God's doing in your life to help us to really appreciate it. Yeah, that's great. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, absolutely. We'll look forward to seeing you next time. All right. Thanks, Wayne. See All ya. Right. Have a great rest of your day. See ya. See ya. Yeah, I love what he said about remembering, uh -huh. like, what God's done in our lives. Yes. I think that's so true. Every time I remember, like, you know, when I gave my life to Christ and how he radically transformed my life, like, you mm -hmm. know, in that short period of time, mm -hmm. that makes me really excited and passionate to go share that with somebody so that they can experience Christ, like, mm -hmm. to that extent. And yeah. it, like, drives me to do that. It makes me excited about evangelism. Yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah. I feel the same way. <laughs> yeah. So, um, with that being said, we're going to move into some next steps. Um, and let me see, I don't know if we have the slide for that, but okay. Well, we, I just have like a few things to be thinking about to help us move into, um, just this place of being passionate and taking action. And so the first one is to ask God to show you his heart for a specific situation. That's good. If, if you're maybe like, what, what am I passionate about? And you're wondering like what you could focus on, ask God and he'll show you. And like Wayne was saying, God has created us with like specific passions already with specific things that we like and that, you know, in which we work and he'll probably like direct you like, Hey, this is why I've created you this way. So you can do something with mm -hmm. that. So ask God to reveal that to you and he will. That's good. Um, second question, ask God how you can partner with him in that situation. Hmm. So after he shows you like this thing that you can be passionate about, ask him like what you can do and he'll give you maybe like, okay, you can start making masks for people or you can start, um, I don't know, praying for this country, whatever it looks like. Um, and like the final step is take action, do that, like actually do what God is prompting you to do that next step. Mm -hmm. And if it helps, like share that with people around you and tell them why you're so excited about it and ask them to keep you accountable. Like, Hey, remind me that this is why I'm doing what I'm doing and remind me to keep doing it. And mm -hmm. you know, it's really good to have community to help us in that process. We don't yeah. have to do it alone. Um, so yeah, those are the three next steps you can take. Um, mm. and just like try to do that even today as you're like sitting at home or whatever it is you're doing and take action this week even. Yes. And even right now, we're about to transition into a time of communion together. And even as we're doing this, I want to encourage you to be asking the Lord those questions. Is, God, what's your heart for a specific situation? How can I partner with you in that situation? And help me. And then, you know, even in our own hearts, resolving to take action in the things that the Holy Spirit puts upon our heart. Yeah. And so and I love this, you know, as we're, we're, we're here online, but we're not... Our goal is not to be some internet sen sensation. We're a local church of, of real people that are walking this out together in relationship with others. And we, it's cool today, we're gonna hear from, actually the women who live in this house where we have our little <laughs> studio. It's uh, Brooklyn, Susanna, Anne, and Bree. They're going to be leading us in a time of communion together. And so if you, uh, as I said earlier, if you have some bread or, or crackers or juice or wine, um, if you can grab those. Um, if not, do the best you can, get some water or something. <laughs> uh, there is something about the, the uh, us being physical beings and God doing things very tangible and even communion being a time of, of doing something physically and tangibly together. So we're gonna just transition to them leading us in that 
and let's be continuing to listen to the Lord and responding to him.